In this recording, we are talking about the House Umber Berserkers. This is going to be broken down into three parts, a general overview, the top three attachments to add to this unit, and the top three commanders to run for this unit. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Starting off, we have probably one of the toughest combat units for the Starks, and one of the fastest of that. We have a base movement of six. We have a three plus to hit, featuring eight dice, nine dice, and ten dice, noting that this is one of the only units in the game that actually gains attack dice as it takes damage. And defensive stats, we have a five plus defense save and a four plus morale value. The Berserker Axe's melee attack has the Sundering ability, which is defenders suffer minus one to their defense save rolls. Uh, and this all clocks in at seven points. So what we have here is a very fast unit that hits very hard, deals more damage as it suffers damage, and is basically a giant glass cannon. Now they do have a good amount of resiliency when it comes to their morale value, having one of the best in the game at a 4+. Their defense save, while not terrible, is a 5+, so it is below average even by the start standards. So what you have with this unit here is a unit that is incredibly high damage, but also needs to do that damage before it is taken out because dedicated assaults and targeting it can just absolutely destroy it very quickly. And then your seven point investment is going to just be taken off the table. With these guys, you're going to really have your opponent in a bad position because they're going to have to commit resources to deal with these guys and deal with them very quickly. This is not a unit that your opponent can just kind of whittle down. They need to hit them hard. They need to hit them and get them off the table as fast as they can. And if they fail that, if they leave them just barely alive, you're going to swing back and probably just demolish anything in front of you. These guys are also a big problem-solving unit. The Starks have a lot of mobility uh, to them, and these guys have a very high baseline speed, meaning that these guys can very easily get into the flanks. When these guys get in the flanks, they're going to be hitting you with a minus one to your defense, a minus one to your panic test, and then stack on Sundering to give you a minus one further. This means on average, most units are going to be saving only on a six plus. And these guys start at eight dice and move to 10 dice. Uh, hitting on threes. Assuming you have rerolls because you are going to be charging these guys quite often because you have a higher base movement than most everything else in the game at six. Alright, let's move on to the attachments that would be best to stick with these guys. Uh, as far as the Starks are concerned, I've got my top three options here are going to be Rob Stark, the Young Wolf. The reason we're going to stick him in this unit is while it is a three-point investment making these guys ten points, you're going to get a free Dire Wolf out of that and Dire Wolves are always nice, but he is going to make them basically equipped with rocket boots and let them just zip across the battlefield. He's going to give them plus one to their speed, bringing them up to a insane seven, but also allow them to march, uh, sorry, pivot before they march, which means that they are never, ever going to have to maneuver. And when they march, they're going to be jetting 14 inches across the battlefield, pivoting both before and after, meaning that you should absolutely have no excuse in the world as to why these guys are never going to get in the flanks. This is going to create one of the deadliest units in the Stark arsenal that they currently have available to any opponent you're coming across. These guys can run up, grab an objective early game, uh, run up, get in someone's flank and create issues there, run, get in combat range units. That is absolutely just going to be a terrifying unit that your opponent has to deal with immediately if they can, if they have a solution for it. Now, that is a bit of a costly investment at 10 points, so let's look at some of the cheaper options. My number two recommendation would actually keep things relatively cheap, and that's to throw in a Sworn Sword Captain or an Umber Champion. Now, depending on which one of these guys you stick in, it's going to really determine what type of unit that this your Umber Berserkers are going to want to go hunting. If you stick in a Sworn Sword Captain, you're going to be able to make any opponent you attack vulnerable. And while that is, in general, 
uh, in generally. <laughs> in general, useful against most units. That's going to really turn them into a armor-seeking um, unit. So if you're going to come across guys that have like a three-plus defense, like say Lannister Guardsman or uh, Bolton Flademan, that's going to help you absolutely just demolish through that because you're going to combine Sundering with forcing your opponent to reroll. Consequently, you also have the Umber Champion. He is going to do the other side of that coin. He's going to hunt down units that have really poor morale value by giving you Vicious and causing them to become panicked as you suffer damage. So by adding either one of those to this unit, you're really going to specialize their role in the battlefield and what type of units that they're really going to want to go after. Uh, one thing to note is that regardless of any of these choices, if you're running a Berserker-heavy list, you're going to run around Caitlyn Stark. Caitlyn synergizes exceptionally well with the Berserkers because she allows a unit that she has influenced to roll their highest value attack die regardless of remaining ranks. That's something to note here for any new players out there. It doesn't say you roll your green value die. It says you roll your highest value attack die, which in the Berserkers case is their red die at 10 dice. So it means that even if they've suffered no damage, they can throw down 10 dice. So regardless of what attachment or what armor you're running, if you're running heavy Berserkers, Caitlyn Stark is a must-include in your list. Now if you're only running one unit of them, it might not be necessary to run Caitlyn to throw in there just for them, but you know, an NCU is an NCU, so play accordingly. Third option for attachments for me is going to actually be Mage Mormont. Now she is another costly attachment coming in at three points, but she is going to give the uh, unit Stalwart, which is almost um, kind of wasted on them. It gives them plus two to their morale test rolls, which is going to mean they pass basically on two plus, so auto pass. Uh, yeah, that's really good, but frankly it seems a little wasted because I'm usually going to pass on four plus anyway. But she's also going to bring Stubborn Tenacity to the unit, which is anytime they pass a morale save, which in this case you're basically auto doing, um, you're going to deal D3 wounds to any enemy you're engaged with. Now, dealing automatic wounds is just another, you know, uh, icing on the cake for these guys because they're already pushing out a ton of damage. The only issue for me keeping Mage back a bit is that this unit does not have a high level of survivability, so I hesitate to put a three-point NCU in with them. Uh, sorry, a three-point attachment in with them. And the reason Rob gets a pass is because he brings the added mobility that you can position them to keep them alive. Mage is giving them a benefit to their already best stat, and I'm not really worried about anything that's happening to their morale, because even if I'm playing against a Lannister heavy list, that is, say, stacking, you know, Cersei and the Crown Zone and some other effects, they're going to have to commit a ton of resources to deal me any damage. And frankly, I'm just not really scared by that, because it's not enough to really affect me that much. And even if they do, you know, hit me with a bunch of combos, burn a bunch of resources, and I roll terribly, oh no, my Berserkers are now going to be better at it. So, you know, it doesn't really concern me too much. So that's why Mage slips into the third slot, is because I really feel that while Stalwart is nice to get 2+, it's just not really needed most of the time. It's just kind of overkill. And again, it's making that unit 10 points and a bit of a, a point sink investment there. When I look at Rob, I'm getting a Direwolf, which is giving me an extra activation. And again, that speed can help me get in and out of situations that I don't really want to deal with. So it gives me extra survivability there, and I feel that Mage is not really contributing as much. Still a fine option, mind you, but just in my third place uh, option as far as attachments go. So, what commanders are going to make best use of Umber Berserkers? In general, the Starks right now, this is their hardest hitting uh, melee unit they have, so their commanders really like this option, but of course some are going to synergize better than others. Number one slot is going to be Great John Umber, just because this is an Umber unit, and they're going to synergize exceptionally well with all of his cards. Uh, a unit of Umber Berserkers activating with Last Stand or Lash Out 
or any of his effects that are just dealing yourself damage to get extra benefits plays right into the Umber uh, Berserker strategy because they get better as they take damage anyway, so you're doubling down on benefits. I mean, that should come as no surprise to anyone that the leader of their house is the best option for them. Number two slot for me is actually going to be Rob Stark, the Wolf Lord. Umber Berserkers already have a high baseline amount of damage, and they've already got decent mobility. So when you take Rob as your commander and you're running Umber Berserkers, you're really going to be pushing that mobility aspect of them to 11. And it's going to allow them to really get out of engagements and get back into engagements and get those charges off much easier than it would be of other commanders. So he's got Tactical Retreat, which allows you to retreat out of combat and then immediately charge back in. As we've talked about before, these guys can take a bit of a hit in combat, and if they're retreating out and charging back in, they're going to get their re-rolls for the charge, hitting on threes with Sundering and with a ton of attack dice. Uh, hit and run allows them to, you know, use that speed to their advantage as well, get in there, get an attack, and, you know, get the hell out of there. So, again, you're playing up to the mobility aspect. Um, superior positioning with them is okay. It's not, the, it's not as good as the other two, in my mind, when it comes to the Berserkers. Uh, so that's something to take into consideration. Now, unless you have stuck Rob in with them, but I would recommend against that slightly, because while being able to create a disorderly charge with the Rob Commander version onto your Berserkers, your Berserkers really should be getting the charge off more often than not. And frankly, I don't really want to stick my Commander into such a glass cannon unit that has the potential to get burned down really quick. The same reason why I wouldn't you know, uh, stick Rob in there is the same reason I wouldn't stick, uh, sorry, Mage into there is the same reason I wouldn't stick Rob. I feel that Rob is a commander, you need to protect him a little bit more, and so I'd rather stick him elsewhere. Now the last commander that I would run with these guys is actually probably going to be a surprise to people. The third choice is going to be Ramsey Snow from the neutral faction. Ramsey uh, has a strong um, prevalence for panic counters, and that synergizes really well with the fact that the Umber Berserkers are already punching through armor, now you're hitting them with the double threat of hitting their morale really hard with spreading out panic, combined with your Sundering and just ass ton of attack dice. The other thing is to look at Ramsey's tactics cards. If you're running him as your commander, I would actually stick him in with the unit of Berserkers, specifically to give them that um, affiliation house Bolton to turn them into Bolton units. I know that's going against what I just said about sticking your commander in a glass cannon unit, but hear me out, the damage output here is really worth it. And plus, even if you don't want to do that, I feel that they don't necessarily have to have the House Bolton keyword to benefit from a lot of his cards. Looking at the three Ramsey Tactics cards we have, we have uh, Our Blades Are Sharp, which is when a friendly unit attacks with melee. If they're targeting a panicked enemy, which since you're playing Ramsey, you're going to be spreading those counters out across so many units then you're going to get plus one to hit and roll plus two dice. This is not reliant on that unit being House Bolton units. That means that your Berserker is going to roll plus two additional dice and gain a plus one to hit. So you're going to be hitting on twos, rolling an upwards of 12 dice, and if you have made them House Bolton via affiliation, then the defender becomes vulnerable and you're hitting them with Sundering. So you're just going to probably decimate them. Uh, again, a little bit of an overkill there. This card is in generally just good with them as is. The other card to look at them with, though, from Ramsey is Cruel Methods, which is the start of the round. You have a unit that gets to make a free attack action, and since this is the start of the round, it's before anything is gone. Uh, if they don't destroy the enemy, though, they suffer a panic test with a minus three to their roll. Okay, so I'm running Berserkers here with a baseline four plus, so that means that even with a minus three, 
that means I'm going to be getting around a 7 on average and suffering all of 0 wounds. Okay, so I get a free attack with a unit that is super high damage potential, and the negatives that the card um, confers is almost ignored by them. In addition, again, if you've given them the House Bolton affiliation, they get to roll their highest value attack die and re-roll any misses, which means they're rolling 10 dice, hitting on 3s, and, you know, suffering, okay, barely any negative if they fail. Noting that since this is the start of the round, you can combine it, if you're going first, by getting your attack in. Okay, 10 dice. Um... Rerolling misses using your highest value attack as I just said ten dice and then activate them and then basically do it again Assuming you're at your last rank or you know you have an NCU like Caitlyn who is going to get them that free attack and influence them It's just an absolutely devastating combo and frankly that one-two punch There are a few units in the game that are going to be able to survive that and so those two cards combined Make this unit just stupid deadly when uh, Ramsey is running them enough to where I will say personally I like running an all-neutral force and then falling to Lannisters just because I really like the uh, their playstyle. But frankly, a neutral force tied in with running Starks, well, sorry, a Stark force that is running a neutral commander with other units, I absolutely love that list when it is led by Ramsey. So running Ramsey as your Stark commander with a couple units of Berserkers, that is just a nasty combo that... Uh, really will catch some opponents off guard, and it is just a pain in the ass to deal with because your damage potential is just so high. But all right, those are the top three commanders that I would be uh, running of these guys. The other ones, of course, will synergize in very well. I mean, you can run Roderick Casile in there to really uh, capitalize on some vulnerable, but I could talk about that all day long. Anyway, those are my top three recommendations for commanders, for attachments, and the general overview for the units. Hopefully you guys found this informative. Join me next time. We'll be talking about a different unit. Take care.